The following program is sponsored by the friends and partners of Family Face Ministries. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Revolutionary Family with Dino and Jody. And we're here to talk to you about how you, like always, can have a revolutionary family in your home. And we just want this this podcast to encourage you and to give you tips and pointers on how you can change the way you think about family, because that's what a revolution is all about. It's about a radical change, uh, a different way of doing things. And, you know, we always refer back to the verse in Romans that talks about not being conformed to this world, but being transformed by the renewing of our minds. And 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 one translation, I love it, it says to to let God transform us by changing the way we think. And we're going to change the way we think about family. Right. The family revolution. And so what what do you think we're going to talk about today, Jody? What well, is- first of all, I want to say we congratulations to Hannah and Mark. We went to their wedding and helped out and served a whole entire family. And it was such an honor to see and to be in... God's presence was so tangible in that place and, and their, during their wedding ceremony. And um, i just just really blessed that this young couple really were seeking God and really had it together. And it really reflected on, like I was reflecting on when we first got married, it was totally opposite, <laughs> right? When we got married 20, almost 28 years ago, mm-hmm. we didn't have it together. We thought we did, but we didn't. And um, Hannah and Mark just had beautiful vows for each other and their promises to each other. And and I just, they're getting off to a really, really great start. Yeah, that's what, that's what stood out to me the most is like, I was thinking how, how much farther ahead in their marriage and doing the right things, how much farther ahead they were than, than we were. And they did it by following God's way. Yeah. And And had amazing parents that came alongside of them and trained them up in the way they should go and had good marriages to model for their own children, which both you and I did not have. Yep. Yeah. One of the most Beautiful wedding ceremonies I've ever yes. witnessed, enjoyed, participated in. Yes. So, so congratulations, Mark and Hannah. Yeah. Mark and um, thank you. It was an honor to being part of your your wedding, helping out. So a lot of people in the past we've talked to will say, "What is the number one marriage problem?" And most of the time we get communication and. We're like, yeah, well, with communication, you can have really good communication or you can have really bad communication. And so today we're going to talk about communication, even though you and I both feel like the number one marriage problem is selfishness, which we talked about last week on our podcast. Mm -hmm. 
So today, what do you have to share with us? Well, absolutely right. Thanks, Jody. You know, and and this topic of communication, it doesn't just apply to marriage. Right. It can apply to any relationship that you have. And especially within the family, you know, people are are facing tension today within their families just because they're not effectively communicating. And if you look back to the Garden of Eden, the first family, Adam and Eve, Mm -hmm. they got in trouble because they didn't communicate well with each other. No. (laughs) Right? So it's pretty important. And unfortunately, we live today in a culture that's overflowing with technology and a lot of times our primary form of communication is a text message or an email or right. social media. Right. So I think this generation is not learning how to have one-on-one conversations, to look each other in the eye. There's, there's a huge lack of, of communication skills. Yeah. There's there's so many opportunities for misinterpretation when you're when you're communicating through those electronic forms or through written yes. written forms even right you can't necessarily perceive tone in a text message or you you can't necessarily perceive emotion unless right. someone's typing you in all capital letters or something right but but there's there's so much to be said about the art, the skill, the ability to communicate with spoken word. And so every chance that we have to, every opportunity that we have to practice that is is just going to benefit a person's relationships. So that's what we want to talk about today is skills and communication. And so... Like always, we want to look to what the Bible has to say about it. And we're going to read you a couple verses. Actually, Jode, would you mind reading this first one here, Colossians 4, 6? Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each other. Yeah, that's a really good one. Always let there be grace in your speech, right? And so that's actually going to take us over to another verse in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. It says, Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. So, common thread in those two verses is um, the grace part, right? Actually, the, the second translation that I read there in Ephesians, that, that didn't, they kind of changed it a little bit, but um, it, it says in another translation, so that your words can, you know, minister grace to the hearer. And so we want to, we want to be graceful in our speech because our, our, our words, they can, they can do some damage, right? Oh, Yes. <laughs> I think that one sermon we taught down in Arkansas mm-hmm. was to if you say it, when you say it, 
there's certain things that will come to our mind and we'll want, I just want to say, you rotten scoundrel, right? But it's stopping, reflecting, if I say this, is this going to feel the fire in the situation Mm -hmm. or can I change it to something else and speak in grace and truth? Yeah, yeah, that's good. Just stopping and thinking before you even... Right. And maybe whatever is in your mind at that time, you don't even say ever say it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. That's that's good. That is good. That's a good rule. You know, maybe. Um, I mean, this doesn't always work in in spoken communication, but sometimes you just wait before you say anything before you even answer. Right. <laughs> right. All right. Well, let's let's talk about how we could apply this. Um, or let, let's give them a, a tip on how, how they can improve communication in marriage. Um, <clears throat> you know, communication is actually a two-way process, right? Right. And so one thing a good communicator does is they not only make sure their message gets through, right? They, they don't, I mean, a lot of times when we're, we're in a, heated debate with our spouse our children or our children we <laughs> want to make sure our message gets through right we we make sure the other person on the receiving end is hearing us loud and clear but it's also important to to reciprocate that right to make sure that the message that's being communicated from the other person right. is being received on your end so what what can we do to so if we were in a conversation and and you had said, you know, I wish you would be help me out more with certain things around the house, then I could turn around and say, okay, this is what I heard from you. You need more help in taking out the garbage and is your plate is full right now? Yeah. Right? So so basically repeating what the person you're you know, who's communicating to you, repeating what they said, just to make sure you received it right on the, on the, on the receiving end. Right. And a lot of times you get, you get in these heated discussions, these heated conversations, this heated communication, and you're thinking, no, that's not what I said at all. Right. So it's very important not to just send a clear message, but to make sure the message that you're receiving is is clear. So, you know, apply that to your marriage. Um, Especially in the marriage, because men and women hear things totally differently. I've continued mm-hmm. to hear this from wives lately, and even uh, my friend down the street, she's like, yeah, I told my husband, you're not hearing what I'm saying. And he went to work the one day, and he had an estimate for his work and the lady's like, well, this is what I want. And he totally thought something different. So it's definitely good to reiterate what you've heard in business and your marriage and with your kids, making sure your kids understand what you're expecting of them instead of just blah, 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 do this, 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 and this, which I'm guilty of that. I can throw out too many instructions at once and their head spinning. <laughs> what, what needs to be done in the home or where we're going. So it's definitely, this is really good. It's 
ministering to me right now, too. All right. Hey. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I just think about even in school with kids, with, you know, students and their teachers, right? It, right. If a teacher says something, uh, it's pretty important for the student, for the kid to understand exactly what, right. what's clear being direction. required, what's clear direction. So, right. so this is a huge key in communication. It can save us from a lot of pitfalls of, of poor communication. I mean, like you said before, we can we can communicate, but we can just be bad communicators. Right, right? And we were bad communicators for a really long time. Yeah. And we're still working on it. Yeah, yeah, every day. God is uh, taking us and improving us and, and helping us out. So so there's there's principle number one. Just make sure that you repeat what the what the sender is sending. So what you're saying is, Jody, that I should, you know, lower my voice when I talk to the kids. And um, yeah, so so it's very important, very important repeating what you think you heard so that you get the message that was intended and and you let also you let you let them know you understand what you're hearing. So that's a good one. I like that one. Um, how about Let's talk about another aspect of communication, spoken communication, and we're kind of experiencing this a lot because we've moved to a new new city and and our kids are having to make a lot of new relationships and we're having to make a lot of new relationships. And one of the things that our kids have come to us and say is, you know, it's kind of awkward starting those new conversations. What, uh, what's, what's some advice we could give young people on how to, how to do that? Well, with our son going off to college and starting a new job and things, I've been encouraging the kids to ask questions when you meet someone. Oh, hey, where do you live? You know, where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school? Are you going to college? And they're like, mom, that's so awkward. I'm like, well, that's how I get to know people when I first meet them. And a lot of times there's a connection that you can continue to have a conversation with. Like, oh, I'm from the same exact you know, city or I have friends in the same town. Or, and a lot of times I find out that they know the same people that we know mm-hmm. <laughs> just by asking the people questions. Yeah. Yeah, and it kind of goes back to our, uh, this, this is funny, it goes back to our podcast about being selfish, people, because of our selfish nature, we like to, we like to tell other people about ourselves and our right? children and yeah. our grandchildren. So, so when you ask someone a question, it's a great way to start a conversation. People love to talk about themselves. They do, and you know, for kids who who um, feel that awkward. Right, especially middle school age. Uneasiness school. of starting a conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so easy. Hey, my name's Dino. What's yours? You know, and and then start the questions right. after that. What do you like to do? Yeah, where do you live? Do you like to do dirt bikes? Do you go hunting? Do you go to the pool, beach? Right, so we're encouraging our children to step out and to start asking questions when they meet new people. 
mm-hmm. how even how awkward or uncomfortable that might be. I keep saying to them, step out of your comfort zone It'll be, it, and just watch God move in, in those situations and bringing new friendships. Yeah, yeah. And so another piece of that, that um, getting to know someone, that conversation, the communication that's going on there. So, so we get them to ask the question or we ask the question. And then it's important, there's a couple other steps here. You know, there, in, in a communication, there's a person sending the communication and there's a person receiving. So I want to teach the kids to be good listeners. You know, make eye contact. Be attentive. As, yeah, be attentive. Make eye contact as they're listening. Maybe change their facial expression, you know, to to show their interest right. when they're listening and those kind of things. And that that's really, I mean, if you think about the times when we communicate with others, when when do you notice that someone's actually paying attention and listening and and, and they're sincerely interested in what you're saying is when, you know, you can read the the expression body on their language. face. You mm-hmm. can read their body language. You can see them looking at you. They're not looking around at the the bird flying behind them right. or, or, or whatever. So Because people are precious to God and we should treat them precious, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It kind of reminds me of that time we were in the restaurant. Remember that family? There's like three kids, mom and dad, and the whole entire dinner, they were on their phones. Every single one of them were on their phone. No one was having communication. Like we, we look at family dinners as sacred mm-hmm. where our mom says, no phones at the table. Even dad, no phones at the table. And these people, there was zero communication going on, <clears throat> good or bad. And it was like their whole entire dinner, family dinner was spent on the phone, totally ignoring each other all into whatever was on their phone. And then the dad decides, oh, it's time. We're done eating. It's time to get up and go. So dad walks over, taps the wife as she's continually engaged in her phone, doesn't even look up at him and says, I'm going out to the car. And we're like, wow, what the information technology age has brought can be good, but also can be really, really bad. Mm -hmm. And we have to kind of filter that out. You know, and set up some boundaries. Hey, kids, we're not bringing our phones to the table today. You know, we're or any any day for family dinner because we're going to have conversation, looking at each other, and talking, and listening, and respecting each other. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So important. So important. Those. You know. People take it for granted, I guess, or treat it pretty lightly. Those. Just, just that short time of having a meal together, what, what, uh, how impactful it can be if you if you make that time be family communication time, right? right. And uh, how impactful it can be when when it's taken the other way and everybody's ignoring each other. Right. I, I when you were saying that, I, I specifically remember that time, but I was also thinking to um, how you know. This this is totally from TV programs and and such, but thinking back to like the Leave It to Beaver days and those kind of things, where um, you know, dads sitting at the at the table reading the newspaper while you know while um, 
How was your day, like, Beaver? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how you know? How was your day, honey? And and uh, uh, you know, he just kind of reaches out from behind the paper, more coffee, or you know, right? So I mean, it same was same type thing. It's almost like that right. mindless, no attention, right? And, and these phones are kind of like our our newspapers these days, right. and just well, uh, we even our family get-togethers <clears throat> with our children and grandchildren, we can be guilty of that. How easily everyone can get on their phone and I walk in or you walk into the room and no one's talking to each other. The grandkids are running all over the place, you know, and you're like, uh, hey, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, there's not an importance going on with communicating and connecting with each other. So even us, we have to be intentional to giving them those relationships and sewing into those relationships by when we do get together, it's very sacred. It's very important that we take that precious time and connect with each other and say, hey, you are important. You know, I know there's been times where you're on your phone and I'm trying to talk to you or vice versa. For me, I'm like, wow, I don't even feel important right now. I'm totally being ignored. I have something to share, right? That It's so easy to yep. get into, pulled into your email and your texts and the kids texting. And so I think even for us, we have to be intentional. Yeah. Yep. All right. So, so we've talked about not using corrupt communication, right? Only using words that minister grace. Encourage. Encouraging words. You know, it's not a Bible verse, but I remember my, my mother always saying, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we talked about actually repeating what we think we heard. Right, which that, we need to practice on that as parents. Right, mm-hmm. which is, a, is which is an excellent skill to, to hone in your communication. And then, you know, starting communications, starting those awkward conversations, asking questions about people. And, and being sincerely interested and being a good listener. so And that might be really easy for some of your kids, but could be harder for others, for the more introverted children and personalities. Because mm-hmm. we have five children, but they all have different personalities. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you're ever, if you're ever wondering how you're, how you're supposed to answer somebody, it's with grace and salt and seasoning and, and let our words minister grace, right? Proverbs says that a soft answer turns away wrath, right? And so, so we wanna we wanna use graceful words, soft answers, and we wanna repeat what we think we heard. So we're ensuring that we know what's said, and that even lets the other person. That's a form of communication. There, repeating what you know you've heard, and then. Um, for the young people, actually for any people, just making new relationships, communicating, asking questions, being good listeners, making eye contact. Like Sounds you're doing like right now. You're nodding your head, things, Like simple things. They seem so simple, but in today's busy <clears throat> life, it's so easy not to do them, right? Right, right. <laughs> Where everyone's rushing to the next event and going here and there, and it's so easy just to go... Get let the dog inside, you know, and and not, you know, talk uh, respectfully or with grace to the kids. You can just start barking out commands or even to you. Hey, we got to go. Get this. Get this. So I think it's just being intentional 
stopping and thinking before we speak mm-hmm. and maybe not even saying what comes to our head. Maybe it's not grace and maybe it's not going to encourage. <laughs> maybe we don't even say it. Maybe. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks for being with us today on The Revolutionary Family. And if you enjoyed this, if this was a blessing to you and if it was helpful for to you, we'd we'd really appreciate it if you shared it with with others and like, subscribe, give us a review. We'd really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Feedback helps. You know that helps others know if we're if, if we're uh, worth listening to, <laughs> and it helps us get the word out to others. So we just want to help more people have a revolutionary family, and and so you can join the revolution by by doing those things for us. We appreciate you all so much. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you next time on The Revolutionary Family with Dino and Jody. Bye. At Family Face Ministries, our mission is to restore the face of the family. That means equipping families with the teaching and the tools that they need to succeed. You can support that mission with either a one-time gift or by becoming a recurring monthly partner. Your gift today will help keep families together. To give, visit familyfaceministries.org give or call us at 877-336-6540.